Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Backstage Pass Podcast. My name is Adam Wiley. This is my amazing co-host, Justin Claypool. Hi, it's me. <laughs> it is. It is you. You've got an amazing wall, by the way, now of uh, celebrity memorabilia as well as candy because i i am i am i have the best of the best i have oh see the camera 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 knew not the camera just hates you the camera is hating me today so anyway back there i have oh there it is i have the class photo of kindergarten cop oh that's adorable signed by none other than you (laughs) oh really yeah I, i must have blacked out when that happened and then I've got uh, the the last original Red Power Ranger, who is Michael Lasky. We love Mike. My kickboxing instructor, uh, a very, very, very patient man. When <laughs> well, it, I mean, when dealing with you, they'd have to be, right? <laughs> Especially when it comes to choreography, as you like to call yeah, it, of I dance. I don't, mm-mm, no, yeah, there, there's <laughs> so much that goes into it. So all of you performers oh, yeah, you don't dance think around and, and do what you're supposed to do. It's very confusing. It's true, but we have an amazing special guest who he himself works in the film and entertainment industry. Ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorite, favorite creators of all time. Like I say this with uh, complete love and compassion. Uh, Scott Prop and Roll, Scott Reader, how are you, sir? Scott, I'm good. Just, just working, and uh, yeah, love to hear that. Love hearing working is great. It's hard to do in in this time. So the more of us that can stay busy and active, the the better. Like I'm super excited for all of my my friends um, that that are working. Now, are you allowed to say what project you're working on? I'm working on Walker for the CW. It's the oh, so Texas cool. Ranger reboot. And oh, it was really cool. Him? Yeah, can I tell please. him about what you did. Please do. Uh, so. Adam was in an episode. I worked on the original Walker, Texas Ranger. I, I worked on a six episodes of it. And uh, Adam was in, I think you were like, was it, it was late nineties, like 1999, maybe. Uh, and Adam was a guest star on our show back yeah. then. And I don't, I'm sure we met, but it just, when you do 196 episodes, so it all do- blends together. Now, we would get the actors either on their way up or on their way down. Adam, of course, on your way up. And oh, but we had nice. like when, nice. when I say other, or on their way down, I'm just saying actors that were had been in Hollywood for a long time and they were getting close to retiring, like Howard right. Keel. I mean, people that I if it weren't for Walker, I would not have gotten to work with Howard Keel was, uh, you know, was he showboat or uh, he was a, a big time uh, uh musical star yeah that sounds actually pretty pretty right uh showboat or let me oklahoma maybe but where the uh, wind comes sweeping down the plane howard (laughs) where the wave and wheat sure smells he was big time and we had uh like i'm trying to think of who else oh rod taylor who starred in the birds with alfred hitchcock of course oh, wow. yes and we had like lee majors uh, that might be oh lee majors time. is amazing i, I uh, love lee bionic man stella stevens who was in the original poseidon adventure um and then we had toby mcguire we had who i just found out i did a commercial <laughs> with randomly had no idea posted that yesterday i saw that so video. And it was I by did. the way showboat you were right and get your gun as well as seven brides yes so, yeah. yeah wow it was, it was big time so i was i was definitely in awe i'm real to tell you the truth i'm more in awe of musical performers than i am actors i mean really i'm just around it so much but i i have worked some musical shows earlier mm. in my career doing stagehand work and i'm just it's i'm floored by the way the energy level is kept up and how they can't mess up and if they do you don't know it because they're that good and it's and, also eight shows you know, a week it's so tiring it's you you cannot be off for a second to to your point you really have to take care of your body there is no going out at night because you're doing a show at night your only day off is monday or sunday depending on you know what what um your show schedule is you usually have five show weekends friday to saturday to sunday and then you have monday off and by then you just want to lay down that's it you want to lay down you want to not talk no. You want to not do anything, and then you want to pet Coda. I gotta imagine you have to rest your voice, right? You just got to. It's 
it's it's overused by the end of the week. Absolutely. You know, and then there are those people who are just insanely gifted by God, like Billy Porter, who decide, I'm going to go to fly to Germany and do a concert on Monday while I'm doing Hunchback. And those are just people who are insanely gifted by by God. And there is no other explanation than that. Um, I love I love for normal humans like me, because I am not Billy Porter. Yeah, I didn't want to (laughs) talk. I didn't want to do anything. (laughs) Well, that's that's the side that nobody sees is is, is, that's why I like these conversations, because you find out just how hard uh, like the performers work. And then, you know, we were talking a little bit in our virtual green room, you know, how hard, you know, like, for instance, you have to work, Scott, like, you know, there's so many scenes and so many things you have to take care of. And it's just one after another. And I, I, I don't. I, I, don't, I, I couldn't do what you guys do. It's, it's, it's also a lot of takes, you know, like you don't, yeah. what you don't think about is let's just say that there's a, a bar fight or, or what have you, you know, someone gets hit over the head with a bottle and then there's another person that gets over out of the bottle and then someone throws a glass against the wall to start or whatever you have. The bartender has to duck and there's bottles that explode. Scott's got to replace every one of those bottles for the master, <laughs> for the two shot, for the close up for the turnaround. So he's buying bottles upon bottles upon bottles that are just getting smashed within two seconds. But he also has to count for the takes that don't get used, mm-hmm. that the actor may mess up. Exactly. And, and at the same time, I'm worried about what we're filming that afternoon and the next day and worried about the uh, the script meeting I have for the next episode because they're pulling the schedule up a day. You know, it's just, it's right. not- Schedules we, we're, are always subject to change. I kid you not, we, this week we did a chili cook-off. It took us three days to shoot it. Inside this bar, they built a, a bar in the parking lot of Austin Studios. And it's a freestanding metal roof. It's, I mean, they built, they're hoping, you know, the show's going to go a while. So it's going it, to, they built it stout. Um, anyway, so it's a chili cook-off scene so we've got like 10 tables of people cooking chili well the uh, extras just show up in my department we're buying all the pots they can't all be the same you were by I, I kid you not uh oh gosh i wish i had a picture of it my uh my assistant went to the grocery store took him several trips got every big <laughs> gallon of chili they had right oh, and Lord. uh and I bet we had, oh my gosh, I bet he had 40 gallon cans of chili. And uh, then we, I had a band showing up. So I had to work, work out with the band to make sure all the equipment got there. I had a dart pro showing up because I had to have, I had to have a dart hit a dartboard dead bullseye. And so there luckily was a dart champion that we found in San Antonio. You know, oh my gosh. you got to you got to coordinate them coming in. And then we have uh, one actor accidentally dumping chili on himself, you know, or get chili knocked into him. So we've got to account for, you know, how many gallons of chili is he going to dump on the ground and have enough cleanup materials to clean that up for take two and take three, and if, if it's necessary uh, or more. Oh yeah, it's uh, this is this yeah. is a nightmare. And in my that's head. all. Well, that that's what I told you was all in one day. So it's yeah. just it's just coordinating this big dance of making sure everybody you know because one person twenty minutes late, it you're you're kind of you're screwed, you know. So you gotta depend on a lot of people, and you know. I I I couldn't I couldn't do it. You, everything you just explained to me, the the closest thing I can come to even relating to this is like setting up like a big uh, festival with multiple bands and things like that, and then hoping you know uh, you know craft services gets there and and all dietary stuffs met, and you know then there's writer crap, and I didn't handle all of that. There's like an entire flood of team. But the person that was in charge had to cover all of that in their head, and I don't understand yeah. how you do that. Yeah. that, that oh, and I had to, and I had to silence the drums. I had these drum pads. I did a video on it one time, but yeah. So you, I've got to take two uh, two symbols, tape them together, switch out his symbols, but because we've got dialogue has to be recorded the whole time the band is supposedly playing. Right. I think that's what people don't realize about props is, you know, everything's got to be silent. Think of how noisy it is when you bring in your groceries. Mm -hmm. Think of how noisy grocery bags are. And yet 
you can't have that for like a scene where someone's coming in fresh out of the market or, or what have you. That all has to be folded in after so that the, uh, the, the bag doesn't ruin your actual takes. And so he's got to worry about every little thing plus continuity. How do you deal with some of the continuity issues, Scott? Well, on a show like this, I've got an assistant prop master that works the camera, uh, works the set. So, cause I'm kind of in perpetual prep. I start them out, uh, you know, unless it's a big day, like the chili cook-off, but, uh, on a normal day, I'll start them out and then they, they go about their business and then I leave set and prep. And, uh, but the, uh, my assistant, Mark, Mark Spacek, and he is Sissy Spacek's nephew. Hey, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, he, he, uh, uh, he takes pictures of everything. So what you'll do is, well, you'll get your first take. Some people make the mistake of like, so you're in a dinner scene, right? And uh, so they do the rehearsal and then people, uh, prop people will come in and take pictures of every inch of the table and where the actors are sitting and all that. And then uh, you do the master take, then it, things get, end up getting changed. Then, you know, actors mm -hmm. will, will chit chat and say, well, you know, I really like it better if I put the bowl of, bowl of uh, mashed potatoes here and not there. And uh, so then you have all these continuity photos that are blown. So you wait till you get your master take and take your pictures and i know that's the minutiae you probably didn't want to hear but one cool thing is i wish i had one here but um what we'll do is like let's say you're filming a dinner scene adam and they call lunch you've got to get up everything's got to stay right where it is right mm -hmm. so we'll go in with an ultraviolet marker right and it's like an invisible marker that you can only see with a, with a black light so i can draw a circle around the glass and where the plate is and whatnot so if the electricians have to come in and change out a light during lunch we can sweep everything and then shine our black light and see where what goes where good wow yeah, i mean get it to, get That's it exact lot, man you know get it what down great, to yeah. the you know 16th of an inch because there, there's going to be people who come through the project and they're going to go, well, oh, there's a familiar meatloaf was a centimeter off. <laughs> and that's just, it's insane how many people come through things yeah. uh, and, and especially directors and, and producers. You know, everyone's got a certain thing that they need to focus on and not everybody can focus on all of the stuff, which is why yeah. you have so many people um, do, doing all the stuff that you do. Now, do you make the, the props in-house or are you going, are you having to go outside sources? What is the uh, mix? I do, I do everything. I do a little bit of everything. Wow. I store stuff. I buy some stuff on Amazon. I buy as much locally as I can to give back to the local community to try right. to you know, help local businesses. What, you, what we can't find locally, we will get uh, Amazon. If it's a specialty knife kit, I'll get it through like independent studio services in L.A., you know, mm -hmm. that's one of the biggest prop houses. If you haven't toured that, you ought to check it out. It's, I have uh, not, but now yeah. I'm going to. Can you do me a favor and send me that you. because I won't remember. Also, there's <laughs> hand prop room is really cool too. And uh, oh, yeah, I'll, I want to see all these things. List. I'll shoot you a list of the fun there's places. so many field trips, Adam. You know, I know. You know who has the <laughs> one of the best prop tours and you wouldn't think it is Warner Brothers Studios. They really? have one of the best prop rooms that I have ever seen in my life. The Universal is that, Studios. Is, is that open to like, the public? Yes. What if you take the private tour? So they have a they have a private tour as well as Universal. There's not just a studio tour that you take on the theme park. There's actually a private mini uh, tram. You can make an appointment. I I did it when I used to work with Landmark Theaters back in the early <laughs> 2000s, and we yeah. did the Warner Brothers prop tour, uh, and they have things. Going back a hundred years, it's and it's kept oh, immaculate. So it's, cool it's, it's amazing. It's literally the coolest prop tour I've I've ever been on. But I'm I'm excited to to do this new one. I've even done uh, uh, Baja California's uh, Warner Brothers uh, tour, and that was that was pretty cool too. The where they filmed Master and Commander and such. Uh, I did that with with Bobby actually, um, Justin. Bobby. But um, yeah, for Sorry, that's, one of that's, my birthdays. That's obligatory. But, um, I say it that way. <laughs> so yeah uh this is so cool i 
I never, this is, this is, this, oh, sorry, go ahead. sorry, this is the one thing about this podcast that, uh, that a lot of people don't, don't think about. So just in conversations with Adam over, you know, a year and a half, you know, I've, I've started to understand like, you know, all the, come on camera, uh, all of the background stuff that goes on. Right. Uh, and, and, and then Adam's like, so we need to talk to this guy too. You know, this guy's, this guy does the props. And I don't think you understand like everything that you see in the camera you put there like it, it was it was put there on purpose there's a there, there's a place for it and then you start going into detail like yeah you know in between you know it, we got we got a market on the outside so we know exactly where it was at and and i appreciate people like you because they make our tv and film look fantastic and and i don't i don't think people realize the work that goes in on your side because it seems like such a nightmare like for me oh my god it would be so bad it just would not it, it's not it's not a good time for me but when when did you start getting into this and realizing that you had a knack for uh it, it, for for your props and and how to organize everything was there somebody that influenced you to to teach you to keep everything in order or is it like a system you developed on your own or i am you know people tell me that my shop is organized but remember i've got i have my prop shop austin props but i also have a prop shop for here at walker uh at the production office i've got a stash of stuff where we do our making uh you know and we do our make and do area here at the office then we have a big place at the stages my stuff is spread out all over town i also rent off there's a bunch of other shows shooting here in town hbo's doing uh, a limited series with elizabeth olsen and so they're they they've got a ton of my stuff uh it's not easy keeping it organized i keep everything in bins and flip top bins and a label on it i try to you know take the whole you know like the walmart approach and have a sporting goods and uh, <laughs> you know i've got a police equipment area and i've got my old my bicycles and you know keep it you know try to keep it this department storage but i don't have the typical things you'd find in a department store i also have my fake baby bins and uh, Man. You know, I guarantee you 90% of the time you're watching a show and you see a lady going by in a stroller, there's a baby doll in that stroller. I guarantee you, you got to pause it <laughs> and, and zoom in, but odds are there'll be a baby doll in that stroller. Uh, because funny. it's, yeah, because it's the, the difficulty in using infants, of course, because they're crying or yeah. just labor related stuff is, yeah. you know, yeah. You, uh, especially here in Texas, where it gets so hot, <clears throat> oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can't have, uh, you know, infants out, but maybe an hour. I mean, it gets, especially August, it gets really hot here. It can get over 100 degrees. I remember one summer we had like 70 days of 100 plus degrees. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. So you, uh, so the, the, your treatment of, uh, you know, children and infants, uh, especially infants, it's, you know, we always try to have good, like I've got some re really good, creepy good. I think Adam, you've seen my video where I, oh, did, I have, where I did the blinking uh, filter on my the, uh, fake babies. It inspired oh, I, me. I, I, saw, I saw that too. <laughs> it was so creepy. Yeah. That's what well, I yeah. would have ran from the prop room. I would not have <laughs> well, you know, been done. I think one of the reasons that people have kind of taken to the TikTok uh, of my because my dad jokes, I did like my dad jokes for the first three months I was on. I TikTok. love them straight so up, much. Straight up dad jokes without any prop content. And I did okay with that. I mean, and I was enjoying that little follow, that following <laughs> that I had. And um, then I think one of my assistants said, well, why don't you, uh, once I got back to work, because like most, a lot, a lot of people, I was off work for a long time during the first half of the pandemic. Then when uh, I got back on the Amazon show I was on, uh, when my assistant said, well, why don't, why don't you try to do some prop stuff? What we do is interesting. And I was like, well, you know, it kind of is. You know, and then I started thinking, well, yeah, I could break a bottle against my head. Well, I could do, you know, I started, I was starting, oh, yeah, I can do this. I can do that. Oh, people will think this is neat because they've never seen a silent grocery bag or a silent pool yeah. Will they be interested in that? I don't know. Yes. But what, what's it hurt to do to try? Absolutely. <laughs> freaking went. Those went through the roof. The ones. It's about finding something that people didn't know existed. That you know, even though 
they would never have thought oh i'd be interested in, in learning about movie props well, those, those are the all fact the that you're learning about something you've never heard of exactly exactly those are the things that you see all the time like you you everybody's grown up watching television you know, and you're, you're the one that's like, you know, in order to, to do this scene, you know, it was in a bar, you know, you can't have real glass and you, you can't, you know, there's, there's no drinking. So we have to do this. Or if there's a, a scene where you're eating or, you know, there's people playing pool, like, you know, for just a normal person, like you don't think about, you know, all that extra noise that would some, you can't really edit it out. It's a real pain, you know, so just make them silent. And, you know, so when you started posting stuff like that, I was like, I'm, yep, mm -hmm, this is awesome. Because I've always wondered how it was done. <laughs> and one thing that, one good thing about, now on YouTube, I've started to post some stuff more about like prop weapons. Because on, on TikTok, they're very strict. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you can get flagged just for making, yeah, do it yeah. like that. So, you know, you can't show weapons and knives uh, or go, go that deep into it because their their AI will will yank it. So I've been saving on YouTube. That's where I've been posting, you know, stuff on, you know, retract, uh, retractable knives more so than anything that in uh, in guns and how we keep actors safe. But yeah. another big part of my job, is, and you know this, Adam, that uh, safety is a big issue. It, Huge. The, 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 the machine moves so fast and people are worried about, get, we got to get the shot. We got to hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. And when people hurry up, people can get hurt. So it's, it, and, and God bless the, the AD department, the assistant directors is who I'm talking about. Yeah. They, they have to find that happy medium to where no one gets hurt. So like as an armorer or a prop master dealing with be it prop needles or a knife stunt, um, you've just got to tell the ADs, okay, look, take a deep breath, slow it down. I need to talk to the actor, let them know what type of knife they have. Mm -hmm. You know, cause I, I've read this and it was verified by a couple of other people and it happened on a movie called The Punisher. Where mm -hmm. Thomas Jane actually stabbed a guy is some something Nash was his last name. He was a stunt actor and um, and got to, you know it was like it was a blunt. It was one of the blunt knives. It was supposed to get switched out with a retractable or like a, a cut off blade, and it right. and it got him. I mean, it, it's uh, and amazing that it didn't really hurt him that bad. But if it had been in his further down his chest area it could have hurt so we yeah. all have to be so careful and really dialed in make sure the actors know what you're doing because you know and that's the thing and i have so much respect for the actors in the sense that not only do they have to remember their lines they have to put emotion behind those lines and they have to also think about okay I got to make sure I put this in this hand and I hit the guy here. Cause if I go over two inches, that could hurt him. Or, you know, if I hit him in the throat, so you've got to just the, the control you have to have over your environment internally and externally. Uh, Adam, I applaud you. What, I mean, that's um, amazing. Yeah. Uh, I, I, could, I couldn't do it. And that goes right yeah. along the lines of your choreography. <laughs> it's you have to compartmentalize you know and it's um sometimes it gets tricky but most of the time it makes sense and as long as things make sense you have a, a better time remembering it you know it's like it's easier for a lot of people to remember words with a melody and that's kind of what it's like you're putting movement with words with all of these different things and it just kind of all flows and if something feels wrong you just stop and you acknowledge that it felt wrong because normally if it if it's feeling wrong you are doing something wrong mm -hmm. and I, I try to keep that in my head and back to what you were saying scott with uh, the the prop weapons and such like that you know a lot of times uh we aren't using fake weapons uh sometimes real guns or so are are, are used on the set you have to have an approved um firearms specialist you also have to have your prop guys there and you have to check the chambers as well as the clips every single time before you shoot any take just to make sure it's clean there isn't anything and there isn't anything chambered you know so you get to learn about guns very quickly <laughs> um because you have to because it is a matter of your own safety because if somebody's pointing a gun at <laughs> between your eyes 
you got to make sure that that thing is empty because oh, you don't sure. want a situation like Brandon Lee, you know, yeah. where that, that cause no, it happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to clear the bear, not just the chamber or in, in the magazine, you've got to, we, we run a light or a, uh, or a, a rod down the barrel mm -hmm. with a little piece of orange tape. So people see they're, there's no obstruction in the barrel. There's no, you know, very you, smart. you've got to, you know, make everyone feel comfortable. And a lot of it is hiring armors that make, that make the actor feel comfortable. You know what I mean? To let yeah. them know this is very important and it's important that you respect this, this item, but you don't want to scare the people either because I've, I mean, I've worked with actors. I'm not going to name names. But there was uh, there was someone that I worked with years ago who who was in a big action movie with a big action movie star and did a, an incredible job in that movie. But within our TV show, this person every time they grabbed the gun would just do like this and close 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 the eyes and was scared to death of the gun. And there was nothing we could do to keep it from happening. And it's somebody uh, that you probably know, Adam, so I'm trying to. Yeah, no, 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 no worries. I, I totally I'm, understand. I'm doing a, totally a darn good job of not even saying <laughs> the gender. I mean, like, you're, I don't. you're killing but, it. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it, yeah. That's another thing is it is important, I think, to have at least have a firearm that has kicked have you had to fire much uh shoot yeah. much so yeah. you know that you need to play off that recoil now they mm -hmm. have these co2 guns that mm -hmm. uh, actually give a good bit of recoil that yeah they, they do play off of. but uh have you ever had to deal with a non-gun oh absolutely yeah and those i don't like because they just pop a spark in the in mm -hmm. the tip they don't so the actors oh, they're also to, awkwardly weighted which is not fun yeah. at all. So, so the actor is forced to um, not only worry about their performance, but also figuring out how to fake recoil. And it's so hard to do. And most people can't do it. it it's like, it's, I end up telling them, you know, don't even fake the recoil because it's, it's so noticeable. People aren't going to notice it so much if it's not there, that you're true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, because it, it, it'll be like the sparkle go off then, like a little. It's just yeah. a little delay, and it it doesn't work. No, but uh, it's but yeah. I mean, it, it really I, does have to be timed so perfectly. That's what I love about these the, the new CO two even better than the airsoft is the the CO two BB guns. Once you adapt it to where they'll fire without ammo, they have a good little good little kick. And yeah, and that's all enough, you need. Yeah. Just enough. But I'll, yeah. Sorry, I'm boring people. With <laughs> no, you're problems. not boring anybody. That's but the thing. Is I do have a can of smeat. Smeat. Oh, I love smeat. What's smeat? So, <laughs> smeat is 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 basically uh, spam. Yeah, it's fake. But it was developed, uh, designed. I think the story goes for Waterworld. For the movie Waterworld, there's a scene. I think there's a scene with Jack Black in it where there's like cases and cases of this is what the people on the boats were How living funny. but it but since then a company called earl, earl hayes you ought to go there too they got okay they got stuff that goes 120 oh, years back sure. they're like the <laughs> oldest print shop in hollywood <laughs> amazing anyway, so, they, so they started selling this to all the other productions so if you look close you'll see this in tons of tv shows and movies so I, I need to do a smeat check. Smeat. See if my favorite smeat. movies have smeat. You can't beat smeat. <laughs> smells like feet. Uh, oh I think, has there ever, Scott, been like a prop where you were like, you want to do what? And you don't under, you're like, okay, how do I make this work? What, what was a situation where you were just proud of yourself that you were like, ah, yeah, I made that work. Don't know how I did that. Oh my gosh. I, I, 
I'll have to think on that a minute. I don't, sure. Because I, I tend to, there, there's been so much. Um, yeah, no, I get it. Well, I mean, one thing, I had to replicate the Federal Reserve for a movie called Mad Money with Diane Keaton and Queen Latifah. Wow. And yeah. it was, I had to replicate $600 million, right? And um, and I had to do the, uh, uh, we had a, a shredding room where Queen Latifah's character had to shred all the money. And mind you, what people don't know is that you cannot film legal tender. Have what? You can't film legal tender money. So you have to figure actually, this out. You, actually, you can now. Now, the oh, rule you can? That they changed I talked it? to the Secret Service was it's uh, you can't copy it. You can ah. show the legal tender. Okay. Uh, but if you were to copy it, you have to shrink it down uh, to 80 percent mm. and leave it blank on the other side. So you really got to have real stuff or you have they uh, there are some companies in L.A. Um, I believe New Rule Effects has some really good fake money. That, oh, great. But but they get it approved from the Secret Service before they'll sell it. Got and and it's uh, but the, the thing is, the artwork is 100 percent original. There's not not one little bit can match the actual bill now they get really close but uh yeah it's it's the the movie money that that we can use now is pretty amazing yeah and uh but yeah on on mad money i actually had accounting uh sign me out twenty thousand dollars in cash i had a safe bolted to my prop cart and I had, it was, it was a show with a lot of high-end stuff. So I had these watches that were 60 grand each. It was, I was, <laughs> I didn't sleep the whole show. I was a nervous wreck. Wow. And uh, Just sitting and, on top of your safe. <laughs> and, and our warehouse was not in a good area to where the, like three of our, our cop cars got stolen from, we had, oh, wow. Oh my God! We had a fenced-in, uh, a fenced-in area at our production office where the the police, our, our our fake police cars were kept, and someone snuck in and drove through the fence with the security guard still sleeping. Oh, because I showed up the next morning as we were discovering what happened. Sounds like a Dukes of Hazard situation, like for oh, realsies. Yeah. That's GTA. <laughs> that's that's Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, you got <laughs> a helicopter on you now. I you was... got to figure out how to repaint that thing. There's something about picture cars that uh, now I was on a show. Just, this is just a couple of years ago, where we had Christmas break. We had all twelve of our hero cars uh, were lined up, and it was a nice. It was a it was a decent neighborhood. It was an industrial park, but um, someone we think disgruntled, like blew them up. What? I'm kidding you not. They All were the hero burnt. Cars? They were burnt so bad. I had I lost a couple of a couple of my police light bars in my consoles with all the radios and stuff. Yeah. A couple of them. So I didn't lose as much as the picture car department did. But our hero vehicles, luckily. The hero antique car was inside the warehouse, and it was saying that was like the hero Ooh, hero of the right, show. Right. But all the other picture vehicles were—I I mean, burnt. They—they uh, they used some sort of fuel that just—I don't know what it was, but it was. We got back from Christmas break, and they were—they—they yeah, they were gone. Like it, they burned so hot, it burned holes in the asphalt underneath them. Holy crap! Wow. <laughs> Who would hate cars? Somebody so went much? home and made some thermite. <laughs> yeah, somebody got mad. Somebody, somebody we, got we, super we angry. Think it was, we think it was someone, dis, a disgruntled employee, but oh we don't God. know. They never caught. It was like all the cameras were perfectly not pointed in the right direction on the all the other surrounding buildings. But Now, you've mentioned yeah. that prop making and um and all of that is in fact just like magic um i'm a professional magician as everybody knows but you in a sense are a a magic builder because you are making movie magic and you're doing some very similar stuff that i'm doing because you are uh needing for the uh the props to be uh, to to be able to seem real 
on on mm -hmm. camera. Now, it's cool that you have, and we share that same exact kind of principle. I don't think people realize that. Is there any prop that you had that you were like, dude, ah, I could use that every day. That's magical. Like that, ooh, that just, that looks so good. That looks so real. I love that. Oh, well, I am impressed by the, uh, like the, a lot of the molded rubber things that you know, there's really no practical use for them, but the, the, some of the artists that paint them up do such a good job that yeah. there is no tell unless you touch that item, whatever it is, if it could be a boat paddle, it could be a, a an old West gun. Yes. It's, it's just so well done. It's, it's just amazing to me. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I love all that stuff. Um, I was fortunate enough to work uh, a, a couple shows with Robert Rodriguez and they have a whole mold shop here in Austin and Steve Joyner is the production uh, designer over there. And uh, if I need something, uh, his team will help me out or I will. Uh, and he's trained so many mold makers in the Austin area. That there's a, actually a guy down the street from me that I uh, can go to his house. He's got a mold set up in his garage. And I'm like, oh, I need an axe for next week, you know. And, you know, uh, yeah, but we all help each other out down here like, the troublemaker guys are helping me out with a, <laughs> uh, 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 an M4 uh, rifle that I need for next. Well, a, a rubber one. Yeah. Well, yeah, but still yeah. impressive but, uh, to duplicate that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't well, like them. We had those in the army. <laughs> they were yeah. all, they were all rubber training dummies. I hated every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. The um, we have different types of them because we'll have the hard rubber, like what you trained with. Right. And then we'll have uh, a soft rubber. We'll have like three different, we have like, we have super floppy uh, for like, if an actor's got to fall on a gun. So we won't even put the armature in it because an actor's going on top of it. You don't have to worry about the floppy rubber, but if, uh, if they're fighting with it, you want it to stay rigid. So they'll do a little armature all the way through, but it's super soft, squeezy rubber, you know, so right. you can pop somebody in the face with it and it, they're okay. and, and, it, the and it won't hurt them. Yeah. That's the thing. Stuntmen are supposed to, cause not all of our rubber props are, are, are painless, you know, some <laughs> stuff, uh, you know, is, it has to stay a little rigid and it would still sting. Uh, you know, stunt stuntmen are, and stunt performers are supposed to uh, fake, you know, fake their hits or they shoot at an angle. You know, when you see people punch each other, they're not really punching each other. Yeah, uh, that's supposed to be. Have you ever accidentally gotten hit, <laughs> Adam? Oh, yeah. Several times, uh, namely by rubber swords in the in the yeah. head. <laughs> and that was not fun. I got to tell you, um, they are heavy. They, yeah. they, they're, yeah, they're, they still got some pop, you know, and I remember the person that hit me did this. They went <laughs> like immediately <laughs> eyes went as big as, as, you know, saucers. And I was like, it's okay. Let's go. Let's go. Keep going. Yeah. You know? And afterwards I was like, Oh, Hey, that kind of, that kind of smart. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, it's not fun, but it, you know, accidents happen and they hurt. Yeah. They still hurt. Even though they're made out of rubber, yeah. it hurts. Did it I does. did I read somewhere? Oh come on! I'm this camera. I'm I'm done today. Focus. I am in my own world. It's in its own world today. <laughs> but did I read? Did I did I read somewhere that you worked on Friday the Thirteenth? Wait, what? No, I did. I did on the uh, the remake, the 2009 remake. I love that one. It's so good. Was that which which one was that? That was Jason. Dude, that's the one where Jason actually can run and jump, and he. Uh, no, no, no. It's the Friday the Thirteenth remake where he lives underground oh, under oh, under okay. the cabins and has the entire bell system. Well, yeah. it's a good one, dude. Yep. That's my that's one of my favorite ones because you know I mean he was still sackhead Jason then, and then he gets the mask about three fourths of the way through the movie, yeah. and then the movie gets questionable once he once he puts on the mask. But until then, it's like an active. It, it Jason is like a he's an athlete and that made it terrifying. There's one point where he's on top of the house and he's like and you're like, no, no, nope, 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 I am out, gone. 
Bye. <laughs> I've got a great picture somewhere of me with Jason. Uh, uh, he was, uh, the, I believe the actor was Jason Mears, even was his name. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the, uh, that tunnel system of which you're referring yes. was my favorite set. I mean, that was the coolest set because it was this maze and it was all on a, in an airplane hangar set that we had. Whoa. Um, but it was so well, so well done. And yeah. it was, it was fun. You felt like you were in an underground cave and, you know, cause we, we'd spend a days in there. <laughs> I mean, our department had a, had a yeah. great time with that oh, thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it was so cool. Yeah. I and have to tell you on film. And it's the same guy that I, that's in Walker, Jason, uh, Jared Padalecki. Oh, yeah. Uh, was course. he was the one of the main stars of Friday the Thirteenth, and now and he was also on Gilmore Girls, so you can tell him hi for me. Gilmore Girls. Oh, I will. <laughs> I will. He's nine foot seven and a half. Must have been hard to find a Jason that was taller than him. I mean, that dude is—he's uh, literally he is like he six is. seven or six eight, and he's, he's pro- and he's oh, so Lord. skinny. Uh, he really he's is. He's so tall. <laughs> he's very, very tall. Um, but because he's also, you know, uh, very in shape, he is a skinnier uh, six seven guy. So he is, you know, he looks taller <laughs> than yeah, that, for sure. which is pretty crazy. And then you have all of his stand-ins, like the stand-in for Gilmore Girls, put in, um, you know, those Spice Girls shoes that had like the the mm. platforms, you know. Oh, so yeah. when um, when uh he was other other actors he had to take off those shoes and then he's like this is only for when jared's in <laughs> i was just like oh that's fantastic i love that things you don't think about you know and then plus you have to worry about props that are a different size because you know a water bottle in his hands is probably much smaller oh than in God, like you so know, things i didn't even think about yeah, yeah, we haven't had crazy. that problem with him on this one. Oh, either. that's good. Oh, but I have dealt with. Okay, I've got a story. Ah, do uh, it. Yes, Steven Steven Seagal. I've been doing martial arts for like 107 years. What's that? Oh, I was. It's a uh, Steven <laughs> Tom Segura's stand up. Yeah, just, I've been doing martial arts for like 87 years. Uh, I love it. So, okay, Steven Seagal. So this is a true story. So he, we had a scene where he had to. Uh, uh, you know, was in a a fight with a samurai sword, right? Okay. So I brought some samurai swords to him, and I kid you not, he's holding them. He goes, "What are you doing? These are like toothpicks in my hands." <laughs> exactly what he said to me. So I had to have specially made larger samurai swords for Steven Seagal. Oh man! In my hands, I'll never forget that. Huh? Dude, picks in but, my hands. That's great. Yeah. So he did, he did not like uh, regular sized samurai <laughs> weapons because they they just too small, too small for. Well, is, is Steven Seagal tall? Is he a bigger guy? He's a big he's guy. Just, he's a big guy. Yeah, he's he's not Jared Padalecki he tall. He I bet he's <laughs> six three or six four or something like yeah. that. And, uh, and you know his but hands he's also were big. Like stout. But you know who had the Hulk Hogan had the biggest hands I've ever. Have you worked with him? Yeah, I did Santa with muscles in okay. uh, when I was a kid, and he is one of the biggest dudes I've ever seen on the planet Earth. I I went. Uh, I had to meet with him. It was a Walker Texas Ranger episode. Meet with him uh, to talk to him about. There was a scene where he gets arrested, so I had to. Uh, so I grabbed some handcuffs. Good luck. And I walked up to him and he like started laughing at me. He goes, those aren't going to fit. Those aren't going to fit. Oh. And I'm like, well, I was like, what do you, uh, what do you suggest? He was like, get, get me leg irons. So I got him leg irons and I shortened the uh, chain. And this is what normally wow. goes on people's feet. And uh, they fit in perfect. That's insane. He such a great yeah. impression of, of Mr. Terry Hogan. <laughs> that was a really good one. I got to tell you, like that was a really good impression. And I, I got to, I wouldn't try. Props. I really would. I, I was just kind of guessing. I don't remember that. <laughs> no, that was spot on. Like really, really good. I mean, his, his muscle literally is so it, they, it really is 20, like 22 inches. Like they're insanely yeah. big. Even just the bone, he was born big. It, the, the, yeah. the trying to fit 
that metal around his i mean it wasn't even it was it wasn't even close no, yeah, no it was he's six six he's yeah. just like he's just well, that, a, he's like he's a huge dude <laughs> that, that was like i met uh i met hacksaw jim duggan a few hey, years oh. ago and uh, of course i got a two by four signed but uh <laughs> but i shook his hand like i've got i've got decent sized hands i turned wrenches in the army and and i've got decent sized hands and i i looked like an infant a little little tiny person in this man's hands like they were just enormous yeah like I, they, they were clubs it's just the biggest hands i've ever experienced that's all you know who we the biggest hands i ever i ever experienced um <laughs> dennis rodman well he's he's tall he's a he's very very tall so he's very long whereas hulk yeah. hogan has really wide hands yeah they're just big they're paws right he has bare paws yeah but dennis rodman has like fingers you know and like it's he's the worm man i mean it's just it's it's insane basketball players um they do make other people look small like if you look at when the rock visited uh the los angeles lakers in in i think 2019 or 2020 you see that he kind of looks small and he's not a small dude he's wider than most of them yeah but they're all like hey man and they're pretty wide. Like you're, you'd be surprised how wide LeBron James is. He's a truck, so oh, yeah. it's it's pretty crazy. It's insane. But um, Scott, this is freaking awesome, man. I mean, I'm so fascinated by uh by by your side of the camera. Uh, I've always loved props. Um, magician in me loves uh, all of the, the the silicone props and the rubber props and the, the the retractable props and all of these things. I've always been obsessed and fascinated with all this stuff. But we we have all of our guests. They they don't leave empty handed. You get uh, special prizes. Oh, for yeah. being on the podcast really yeah you do it's awesome <laughs> so the first one is candy it's my favorite hard candy which is miss marita's hard candy slides so you get your own bottle of miss marita's hard candy slides whatever flavor that you want and i know you know miss marita's yes i love miss yeah. marita's. so scott, you get another bottle oh, scott, why the heck not? scott scott in scott louisiana Oh yeah, Scott. Scott, Scott. Scott's amazing. Watch, watch my camera work for this. I'm gonna be so irritated. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so Miss Marita's hard candy tried, slides is one of our. Have y'all tried firemelon? Firemelon. I'm That's having him one send I me didn't some have. because I haven't yet. But the cinnamon, his cinnamon. It, it's, I haven't tried it yet. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I tried the firemelon. It's pretty amazing. I did. I didn't honestly know what I would think about firemelon because is it more like watermelon cinnamon or oh my god come on uh, it's 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 uh, the most unique flavor but it's good i promise all right i, <laughs> I don't doubt it because I, I don't typically like watermelon candy fake yeah. watermelon i never have liked oh, it but with it. cinnamon it's pretty good oh yeah that's great. and then the uh, watermelon is very unique too the other one uh the other gift that you get uh i i am a freemason i've got a brother that makes uh he makes a whole bunch of things by hand and he was like, so how would you feel about giving away some hand or handcuffs? Good. <laughs> how would you like some handcuffs? Handcuffs, and they would be fine and still fit. So. Cufflinks. Oh my goodness. Cool. All right. So he. No. Mm. No. Come on. You can do it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> there. I did there it. There it is. All right. There cool. we go. Those are the cufflinks. He hand makes every single one of them, and uh, I, I we give them away, and they're Those they're fantastic. awesome. Um, Thank you. We we have we have a theme here. It's kind of like all handmade, and uh, we have the most interesting give back gift bags so far. So. Yeah. So if you have a business out there and you want some, so your product out to all of our fun, uh, amazing people that will probably uh, make some TikToks or or Instagram videos, uh, hopefully with your stuff. Come send them our way, and you'll. You'll uh, you won't be disappointed. You get your product out to some amazing, incredible people, and you'll be a part of our gift bag. And I, everybody loves that. I give up on my technology at this point. <laughs> your technology <laughs> is completely. It is fighting me. I think it's because I have other faces behind me, so it's yeah. trying to detect Mike's face. Yeah, mine hasn't like. I'm yeah. good, man. Unless you have a ghost behind you. I have I have a mannequin named Tabitha and Mike. <laughs> so I think it's constantly trying to anyway, I'm gonna figure that out. 
Um, but I'm so glad we were able to finally, <laughs> finally make this podcast happen. Absolutely. Um, it's been a long time coming. Yeah. Make sure that if, if you're not following Scott, Scott, it, you definitely have your amazing dad jokes. I love them. Uh, I share them with my wife and my kids and they all <laughs> roll their eyes at me. Uh, that's, that's the point. It's a, yeah. it's, it's a good That's when part. you know you're doing it right. It's perfect. Um, but as far as your, uh, your, your like behind the scenes content, like that, I think that's where I found out that you guys use like fake pool balls and you know, how you would set up for that. And how are you supposed to do this without all that noise? Well, this is how you do it. And so cool. I was just like, Oh, that's so cool. Now I just need a whole bunch of like those, I guess they're foam pool balls. Like I just want to chuck them at people. That would be <laughs> hilarious. It would, it, some of them would hurt. Some of them would be great. <laughs> well, what I would recommend is use the balls out of uh, like the, the the bouncy pit, like at McDonald's, yeah. yes. you know, the, the pit, the ball pit balls. Use those. They're the same those size the pretty ones. much, and and they won't hurt anyone. They'll actually curve in the air as you go. <laughs> they will. Yeah, we used to on on some uh, some studios that were empty we used to play wiffle ball with those because they're fantastic and but they do dent they do you know you get a good one and they they do dent but they're really really fun yeah well i'm glad you introduced adam to the uh, the the proper glass that he needed the the, the breakaway glass the, the fake bottle right um wait, he can't afford to lose both his feet uh, that's true <laughs> <No>. <laughs> both my toes. scott this has been awesome where can people oh, find thanks. you on social media yeah i enjoyed it Thanks for letting me let me be here with you guys. Absolutely, of course. We yeah, want to pitch your social media. Fun. So where where can we uh where can everyone find you and follow you? Scott Prop and Roll at Scott Prop and Roll on both TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, pretty much. Okay, cool. We so will be sure like, to yeah, link you link you and everything down below along with Adam's social media, which you can find Adam at everything at this is Adam Wiley. I didn't True. follow suit. I've got my Instagram that this is Justin Claypool. And then we've got our, our backstage pass podcast, Instagram and everything else. But I will link everything down below along with a, uh, with a 10% off coupon from Scott in Louisiana for his candy. Um, but yeah, this is, this has been a lot of fun. I always learned something new and now I'm going to be obsessed with what you do. So <laughs> and feel free to come back anytime you want. Cause I'm right, always I'll... down to top out props and all that. Stuff. Absolutely. I'll we just, we just scratched the surface, just skimmed it. There's so yeah. much to it. So true. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. Uh, I'm going to go enjoy the rain. Yeah. Well, that sounds fun. It's raining. I love rain. <laughs> <laughs> must but have been the rain everybody. i experienced last night yeah probably uh be be, be courteous to one another be kind and uh, until next time bye